And hello, hello, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's Zach and Alex back with you to talk about IndyCar at Long Beach, NASCAR at Martinsville, and most importantly, Chase Elliott has returned. (laughs) Did you know that, Alex? Did you know that Chase Elliott came back? I didn't know that, Zach. Did you know that? Well, Chase Elliott came back. He came back. He's back in the Cup Series. Like, he's back at Martinsville. In the car. Really? I. You know what? No, no, no. Zach, Alex, you I, don't understand. He's back in the car at Martinsville. Did you know? Well, Zach, I'll do you one better. But you know, Chase Elliott is going to be back in the car oh, at Talladega. You're kidding. What? I, I didn't know that. I was shocked when I found that I out. didn't know. I know. <laughs> but maybe you know, the 600, 600,000 people that stopped watching this year, will, will, yeah, maybe. Will, maybe they'll come back and watch now that he's back. It's really, it's really weird. I haven't seen any like ads for this. I haven't seen any promoted posts on Twitter well, about this. None at all. Here's the thing: it's crazy. because the people watching the NASCAR race they didn't know Chase Elliott was back until they played the commercial during the race. Mm. That's the True. thing. Yeah. True. So, um, but we'll talk plenty about Chase Elliott today, um, because you know he's just not getting enough attention, but. Um, most importantly, now I know this race didn't have Chase Elliott, so please don't tune out. Please don't tune out. But the Long Beach, long, girl, what? The Long Beach Grand Prix. <laughs> the Long Beach the Grand long Prix. Reach. What's that? Um, had they they had you know their event yesterday, second biggest indie car race of the schedule. So we're gonna talk about that. We will talk about NASCAR Martinsville and whatever that was. Emzo was also at. Uh, what's it called? Imzo was also at Long Beach. Long and Beach. Alexander, you were at a race this week. Um, the high limit sprints, sprint cars, and you got to see, you got yeah. to meet some race car drivers, including one that it mm, was a very, it was a very cool night, Zach. I can't wait to talk about yeah. it in a bit. And then we 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 have our first of the season of something we don't want to talk about, but we will, and that's what well, is this our time to talk about it? <laughs> I guess, yeah. So our IndyCar and NASCAR conflict counter is up to one. We've hit one. Let's go. We've hit one. Um, that I sucks. Think, <laughs> I think we're gonna hit it. I think we're gonna hit two here in two weeks. Cause I'm pretty sure Barber is also a conflict. Where are they gonna be when they were at Barber? We have Talladega and then what Dover. Or Darlington? It's Dover. Why is it's Dover? Week, might be Darlington. Maybe it's Darlington. Oh my god. It's what the week we before Kansas. Okay, but why is Barber starting at like so late? It's in Alabama. What are we doing? Whatever. Um, <laughs> That I don't know. But this for Long Beach, the reason why there was a conflict was Long Beach is in the yeah. West Coast yeah. and NASCAR was on the East they Coast. They started their race at a reasonable time. IndyCar did. Yeah. Um. Yes. But let's go ahead and talk about IndyCar at Long Beach. So it was, um, you know, IndyCar had a very good first two races to start off their season. And if you ask me, they continued their momentum at Long Beach, which is exactly what they needed. Um, Definitely. Highlighted by the fact that Kyle Kyle Kirkwood, um, well, he's not a rookie, but he gets his first career win. His, You know, he's in his first season with Andretti. And... You know, we've had a lot of questions about Andretti. I think we've seen Grosjean speed. Um, we've seen Herta be kind of on and off, you know, still. But for Kyle yeah. Kirkwood, 
to come out here and just win in somewhat dominating fashion. That's mm-hmm. that's really impressive. You don't just win Long Beach by luck or by like you know just good circumstance. He put himself and in that position to do that. That's St. Pete. Kyle Kirkwood had race winning speed as well. He was really fast in qualifying. Ended up crashing and qualifying. I think he could have won the pole there as well. But just had a flawless weekend at Long Beach. And the other thing is at Texas too. He had that pit road incident with Alexander Rossi. Right. So it's been a rough start, but then finally gets just a perfect clean weekend and it goes perfectly. Yeah. And I think that's what everyone expected to see from Kyle Kirkwood because he's just kind of been unstoppable in anything he's raced in. He yeah. won over half the Indy Lights, Indy Next races when he was down there. And now he had to hold off Roman Grosjean, who has lots of experience. Well, yeah, and I think for people that did not pay attention to Kyle Kirkwood in the lower, you know, divisions, mm-hmm. this has to sell you on him. It has to. Yeah, I'm sold because again, I never got to really see that greatness. I wasn't paying attention to Indy NXT or whatever hell they call it, but like, um, this sold me on it because again, it's Long Beach. He held off Roman Grosjean, like former F1 driver, who still hasn't won a race. That's crazy. I don't know. I don't know how you're yeah. supposed to feel if you're Roman Grosjean. That this young guy that's, you know, you have so much more experience than him as Roman Grosjean. You have so much more experience than this kid, and he just comes out here and wins, um, the second biggest race on the schedule. Like that's that. I think I. I just wanna. I wanna highlight how just much of a the magnitude of this win for Kyle Kirkwood. Cause it's, you know, long beach is a big deal for a reason. Right. And, you know, I would really mention that Kyle Kirkwood, he said it himself. He had kind of a reputation for being in incidents last year in mm-hmm. the Foyt car. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, might've been, might've been rookie blues or whatever, but that he's yeah. rectified that. I think that's, which is good. Yeah. Cause we talked about and, that. Yeah. Yeah. And also, this is a car, the 27, has struggled with Alexander Rossi. And I think for that team, I don't know if all the crew members are the same or what, but this is a team that has struggled, a car that has struggled. And for that team, it's got to feel really good as well. And by the way, uh, Holton Herta and Kyle Kirkwood, they swapped uh, engineers, or race strategists, excuse me, race strategists. So now Kyle Kirkwood's strategist is Colton Herta's dad, Brian Herta. Yeah, and I, I heard like that, that yesterday. Probably works better. I heard that yesterday. So I yeah. guess like, did they do that mainly for Colton? Because I guess that dynamic wasn't really healthy, or was it just not working? Like, to have your dad That's as my your... guess. I get. I guess it's a little That's weird. My guess. It is a little weird, isn't it? Yeah. Have your dad as your strategist, because then it's like, I feel like that kind of affects your like. Um, your yeah, your your fa- family bond, it has to. I mean, Bolton did say that he didn't want the change or ask for the change. This is la- or the last race of Texas. He said that, but I think so far it's been beneficial because Herta finished, I believe, six, and yeah. Kirkwood won, and that's better than they were before. So I feel like Kirkwood. I mean, same mainly a two race before this, but even in general last year, Herta would fall off quite a lot in races and 27 of Rossi was having issues so I think this definitely helped. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, Roman Grosjean. I do want to say 
Although he DNF'd at St. Pete and at Texas, what a start to the season he's having. Oh, yeah. Like, he was up in that top group at Texas. He was up toward the front at St. Pete. Remember that incident with Scott McLaughlin? He could have won He's starting there. to show some consistency. And once again, he could have won here. Like, yeah. even though, yeah, again, like, he it's got DNF, but he is starting to show some consistency, which is scary for the rest of the He could field. really start knocking off wins if he got the chance to. Yeah, no, hopefully he does, because, I mean, again, you know, Kyle Kirkwood winning after Andretti's been in a bit of a slump, you know, after last year, yeah, that puts pressure on you, definitely. Um, I think it puts more pressure on Colton Herta, personally, mm-hmm. because Herta is more of the number one guy at Andretti right now, yeah. rather than uh, Grosjean. So I feel like Herta, this might be like, oh, that might not be number one. Like, I, you know, I want to think in that right now. That's possibly. Yeah, I think Herta definitely yeah, later in the season. Got pressure on him. Um, are there any other? And you know, are those the only full-time Andretti cars? Am I forgetting somebody? No. Devlin DeFrancesco is also it. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, but I do also want to say about Herta. Yeah. Is that nothing against him necessarily, but I think the pressure might be on him if. Look what has more performances yeah. like this. But you know that all that Herta to F1 talks, and you and I have talked about this yeah. immensely on here, is like we don't think Colton Herta is ready for F1. While Kirkwood, I don't I mean we haven't we've only have a couple races in here. He might have more mental maturity than oh, uh, Colton Herta does spilled. in order oh, to handle spilled. a Formula One Yo, sort of career. You, just you know? It's that AJ Foyt ride so, that, that built him up to be ready for F1. <laughs> you just, and, you just you spilled. Know, you need to chill out, Alex. You just spilled. Oh, my God. And and last year, when Kirkwood drove the 14 at Foyt, I was kind of like, that's kind of disrespectful after he destroyed them all in lights. Yeah. But he let he got all those rookie issues out of the way last year he got in those incidents made those mistakes that's true now he's going into his first year at andretti and comes out with the win race yeah. three when you look at it that way that's you actually know, yeah that's kind of cool i think it was actually a good call have him drive at Foyt for a year but yeah i think that's something to follow 100 percent. like if i wouldn't be surprised if kirkwood i mean you know it's early one race but if Kirkwood has more performances like this, man, what? Well, might hey, be saying he beat, Kirkwood F one. He beat Roman Grosjean, and you know, I'm just saying, it, Roman Grosjean. Marcus can Erickson be was third. Oh, oh, oh! Just saying, Long Beach used to be on the F one schedule, didn't it? Right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Years ago, way before Grosjean way before. and Erickson. But uh, speak of Erickson, I don't have this in the doc, but it made me realize this. He might be a championship contender. Like, for real, he is now the points leader. We'll talk about the points in a bit. Oh, Jesus, we're doing this again. I, I know, but listen. Erickson Pato, Pato is just... Pato bomb the wrong Amassi car yesterday. Now, <laughs> I think Dixon was a good choice, though, because Dixon can just win whenever he wants to. Not but yesterday. <laughs> Erickson, Erickson is the most consistent guy in IndyCar right now. Um, outside of willpower last year, I think Erickson is just another level of consistency, and that's something to follow all year. Um, a guy that's not consistent I want to talk about is Joseph Newgarden. Oh, um, spill more. I'm just spilling today, aren't I, Zach? You are. Talk your, talk your so, trash, King. 
So, Joseph, on the start, amazing start for Long Beach standards. Like, this shouldn't be possible. At the start of the race, Joseph took it three wide, almost four wide at one point, and went from eighth place to fourth. Mm-hmm. I was shouting at my TV. I couldn't believe what I just saw. That was crazy. And eventually, he did get out front. Joseph did. And it just didn't work out strategy-wise. He got out front on the green tires, and those tires are they wear faster. Yeah, they are. They're like the new reds, right? Period. The, the new reds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gee, why do they do yeah. that anyway? <laughs> anyway, do they do that? The reds will now? be back at. I think it's only for the street courses. Okay, they know they need it's, to stop doing. Confusing. They need to. Okay, I it's get a it. Confusing. I get it, but that's yeah. really confusing but that's not that's not the point yeah but yeah whatever that's yeah. stupid <laughs> but yeah but it didn't end up working out for joseph because on the final pit stop he ended up pitting before anyone else i think they were for several reasons one he was on those older tires and they were about to wear out and just he yeah. didn't want to wreck probably yeah and also didn't want to lose a track position over kirkwood and grosjean but then they had to save so much fuel, like a whole extra lap more than most. Because the they pitted field. really early. So then, yeah, they yeah they pitted the earliest of anyone. He's a, Joseph ends up finishing ninth, which is a bummer. And I don't know what else to say about that. It's just unfortunate. Not good for championship for him, because you know all these points they count. They He's matter. Twenty one back. What were they matter. three out of seventeen races? Like it, we're yep. a, a big chunk of the season's gone already. Like, yeah, you know, you can't just be finishing ninth when Marcus Erickson and Roman Roman Grosjean even are just clicking off these podiums. Like, where right. is he in the standings? New Garden. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's fourth. J- Joseph is fourth. That's what they win behind. That's Erickson. what they win in three races. That's with a win. That's yeah. kind of embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, St. Pete wasn't going to be good anyway, but he finished worse, worse because of a engine failure or something like that. Oh, right. I forgot. And then finishing that, yeah. ninth. It's not great. Yeah. But we'll talk about more about the points in a bit. Then I also want to talk about um, Augustine Canapino. Did you catch this, Zach? I did. He... Wait. Yeah, maybe. Because I, I, was, I was cleaning my room when the race was on. Remind me what. Wait. Remind yeah. me what happened. So on the first lap, Elio Castroneves crashed. Yes, that was yes. I did see this. Yeah, and then Augustine Canapino, I believe, hitted during that caution. So then he was already did his little run on greens. If I'm wrong, let me know. I think this is what happened though. So then, when the next caution came out, Canapino already had the tires he wanted, so he stayed out. Right. Is that the second um, Hunko's car? Yeah, yeah, the second Hunko's car. Because I remember seeing both of them up there. Yeah, and that's what gets interesting. Because now you have Canapino, Elio, who is a lap down, trying to get his lap back in second. Oh my god! This is crazy. And then you have Joseph, Kirkwood, Grosjean, etc. up there. So, Callum Eilat, also the teammate of Canapino, just had a tire go down, like a earlier in the race, about before the caution, and it's coming off a of pit road while his teammate is brilliantly in the lead with a lap car in between. Brilliantly. 
<laughs> I would say it's brilliant. It was actually a really good strategy call by the 78 team. Pilot comes out right in front of his teammate on cold <laughs> tires and just destroys any strategy they had there Whoa. with Canapino. <laughs> and oh, I feel awful for Canapino, well, honestly, and Ilot. Alex. What? I think they're ready to make a NASCAR team and go to Talladega this weekend with that kind of teamwork. They Junior Motors, that's Junior Motorsports level of teamwork right there, man. Mm. That's Toyota at Atlanta level of teamwork, man. They are ready for Talladega. They should screw IndyCar. They're ready for NASCAR. That's great teamwork. Oh my gosh. Better than uh yeah, but, better than yeah, everyone I uh-huh. mentioned. Yeah, sorry. That was funny. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking of. No, that that was funny. <laughs> I don't I don't think that the two teams knew the situations the other team were yeah. in at all. Because like why would my teammate and, be know, in the lead? Like Cal that's probably what Callum's thinking. <laughs> why would he ever be in the lead of the race? <laughs> yeah, at this point, yeah. And he's a rookie too, Canapino. So it'd be like you know, they probably weren't even thinking about that. That should have been more of a team thing to communicate with, but it happened the way it happened. And it ended up leading to Canapino dropping, Ilot obviously dropping. And it, yeah, it was just a bad situation. And also, Callum Ilot said that he got a lot of like death threats from right. Canapino fans from Argentina. Yeah. And from Canapino and himself, probably. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. No. Um, How dare you? Augustine Canapino actually put a video out. Telling the supporters like it's okay, like it yeah. happens, and I'm, like Callum's on default, which was really nice. Like, to yeah, do. Bestie wasn't gonna win the race. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, if this did, if this doesn't happen, Canapino probably gets the top ten. Like, quite honestly, well, yeah, like, I guess that good of if he can build up that much of a gap, yeah, you're right. Well, he had Elio there, and Elio was gonna hold him up because that the Meyer Shank cars are slow right now. So, yeah, and he was already damaged, so. Anyway, uh, send him love to Ilot though, because he does not deserve. Yeah, he doesn't hate deserve for that. this. Like this is not his fault. Like, this just happened. Um. Anyway, do you have any comment about that? Because I thought this was a very interesting situation there. That was kind of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, a car coming out of Mickey pit Mouse. road right in front of a restart. I don't like that. Part of me doesn't like that. Like, I get it, but ugh. I don't like that anyways. Yeah, it is a bit weird. Like, what yeah. it, What happens if, like, he... Uh, if it's, like, a late race restart and it's for the lead? I, I don't know. True. Do we, want, do we want a race to be decided like that? So, I think IndyCar could Fair maybe point. look at that. But, I don't know. Not a huge so, deal, though. So, if it were you, would you have told the 77 of Ilot to, like, hey, don't go out yet? I... See, that's the thing. It's, like... I don't know if that's the right thing to do. Exactly. Like, do you, I don't think I don't know if it doesn't feel right to just close pit road exit. Be like, hey, the field's coming. Yeah, because mm. yeah, then they would lose a lap. It would pretty much destroy their race. Yeah. Why was Bestie on be, pit road anyways? Because they were trying to fix the damage from the cut tire that he had. Okay. Well, bro, he's a yeah. He's already in the back. And oh, whatever. I don't know. Well, I think the idea was they wanted to stay on at least if they already a lap down, they wanted to at least stay or at least have less laps down. Some kind of well, I guess you do have to yield, kind of like you have to you have to stay in the pit exit lane. So maybe it's fine how it is. I mean, right. that's a, it's just a situational thing, anyways. Um, yeah, it was just unfortunate time. It only negatively affected the the team itself, so it's whatever. Right. 
any other driver isn't going whatever i don't care fine yeah i will say there were some good calls in this race in my opinion uh, the local yellows were actually used. They did use. I didn't think yes. they would do that. That's crazy. Because you know, I was thinking yesterday, if NASCAR is running this race, bro, they are yellow. chomping at the bit for a caution. Literally, that they don't even flag need, is waving. They don't even need the car stopped. All the car needs to do is like, heck, Scott Dixon scraping the wall at one point. Caution. Yellow. Yellow. There's debris. <laughs> God, um, oh, but yeah, like but, that local yellows, great. Let's get them in NASCAR, please. Um, can IndyCar go you know, teach, even? teach NASCAR? Have a workshop for NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Teach them how to throw please. local yellows. Oh Didn't they pull the, the NASCAR- car off the track, restarted it, and then he could yeah. get? Shut up! I wish my yeah, camera they was literally on right did now. That. Literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah, they literally had a local yellow, and they helped the Peterson Benjamin Peterson get his car refired, and they, they just never threw a yellow. Like that's awesome. And also for Alexander Rossi, late in the race, I believe it was two to go, he ends up going into the tires. No yellow for that either, because he yeah. wasn't really in the way, and that was unfortunate for Rossi. But sucks to suck. Like again, <laughs> don't like wreck. you shouldn't have hit the tire barrier. Skill issue. Yeah, the tire barriers are made of um cotton balls bro like didn't um literally dixon was it yeah it was dixon and i think even a ward at one point they're literally all the way in the tire barriers their car looks fine like not fine but like no damage and i'm like what is going on here (laughs) it's like it was all internal damage like what barely if anything like what where did dixon even didn't dixon dnf dixon finished last oh he did dnf never mind yeah, Speaking of Dixon, yeah, he had a oil pressure issue after the incident with Pato Award. Yeah, and this was the moment of the race. I'm curious what you think of this, Zach. Um, so Pato and Dixon, they were side by side into a corner. Yeah. Pato went on. This is right after Dixon, a restart too. And Dixon went into the tire. That yeah, it was. Isn't this the restart? Yeah, isn't it the same restart as the the Humco's cars? I feel like they really bunched up the field well, a lot. It might have been. I think they bunched up the they bunched up the restart a lot, and one of them got like really loose, I think. Mm. And it kind of caused Pato to like he had to swerve to the inside coming into the next corner, and because yeah, it was it was more of a misjudgment um, on him. You could kind of tell yeah, that I he don't... wasn't trying to dive bomb all that far. I don't think Pato did that because, uh, to avoid anything. I don't think that's what happened. Well, it's like, like there it's was a, a bit of a stack up. No, it's but. more like he got to that kind of how to, he got to the inside of the straightaway because he was trying to avoid a slower car, and it put his car in a position to where it was more like easy for him to misjudge. Mm. I think he probably wasn't entering that corner how he practiced. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, I'd have to look at a replay, but also yeah. Pato says that. Otto basically said there's no, he doesn't have any blame in this situation. And that he basically said Dixon left the hole open. So, oh. Yeah. Um. Well, that's that cute. Your um, no, because he's yeah. wrong. Like, what are you talking? <laughs> Let me go look this I up. I agree. And he- he's, he's very wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, you wrecked him. I'm sorry. Um, You died bombed yeah, him. I don't I- care if the hole was open. 
the hole had a dead end. Like, what do you mean? You went right into his car. What are you talking about? And basically ended Scott Dixon's day. Like, well, he was already way in the back, and then he had the issue. Like, it, and do you no, think IndyCar oh wait, should on, have Alex. given Pato a penalty? Okay, yeah. so I... What I was talking about from earlier was when Pato spun himself. Uh-huh. Oh, you're talking about the second one. That's okay. what I was talking about earlier. Let me look at this again. I'm looking at this replay. Um, yeah, they, they were same exact spot, uh, so it's easy to get them confused. Bro, Pato's like cutting that curb so far. Um, yeah, I. It's bad. I mean, I need the onboard. Okay, here's the onboard. Um, I mean, what do you see, Zach? He does dive kind of like Dixon's committing to the corner. Here's the thing. Dixon's yep. committing to the corner before Pato's even alongside. That's a dive that's bomb. That's what Dixon said too. Yeah. Dixon said that he was committed to the corner. That's kind of a dive bomb. Um and what no penalties, right? Was that just a racing incident? No penalty. Eh, yeah, I, I wanted I kinda, to ask you I think what I, do you think about that? I think I agree on the no penalty cuz it's like Well, I don't know. That's tough. That's a tough corner. It's tight. Yeah. The exit's really tight too. Like all it took was one tap and Dixon's wheels locked up. So Right. But it is that's on Pato. I don't know if you can just make it a is. move like that. That was reckless too. You didn't ha- he didn't have to do that. What lap is this? This is lap like It was early. Very early. Yeah, this is lap uh twenty one of eighty five. you didn't have to do that. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the other incident you alluded to in a minute. Yeah. Pato was just driving over his head for some reason, and I want to talk about that. For both those but, incidents, like that one and then yeah, the one where he spun himself. It, it's just, why are you doing that? You know? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Dixon gave an interview to NBC. He basically said the gloves are off if race control will not penalize that kind of move that Pato made. All right, NASCAR. I, <laughs> All right, NASCAR. So, I... <laughs> I think Dixon is rightfully upset because it was Pato's fault. It was. But it's also like, well, I'm going to do that now. You know? Oh, it's like, well, if they're not going to penalize for that, I'll do it too. Because, you know, that's a position oh, that you can get. Like, Are we really doing like this? That. All right, Dixon. <laughs> I get that. I mean, and when Scott Dixon it. says something like that, that means a lot. You know what I mean? Like, it he's does. Scott Dixon, dude. Like, he's literally the your guy. He is He's IndyCar. the Jimmy Johnson of IndyCar. He is IndyCar. He's IndyCar. Like, that's him. He is him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be curious how that turns out for him. But then the other incident, yeah. and I think, was actually an even bigger moment of the race because it involved Kyle Kirkwood, the race winner. Pato basically did the exact same thing again. And ends up spinning himself yeah and this i was really shocked by this it's just like why he did it again and he almost took out kirkwood with them and he held up erickson and by the way this incident i think erickson it might have impacted him from being able to possibly win this race yeah he basically stopped erickson a lot or he lost a lot of ground yeah erickson lost a ton of ground there yeah. And that might have also impacted the race for Erickson, but yeah. Man. Yeah. Bro, he like he almost took out Kirkwood, I think. I know. That's, that's what crazy. I said. Yeah. yeah. 
That's crazy. And dude. Kirkwood kept going and managed to keep it straight off that corner. Yeah, because it was it was the Hunkos restart. That's it was that restart. Um, and yeah, because he was yeah. It looked like yeah, one of them. I believe it's it's um Ilot. Ilot's Kirkwood. literally so slow, and he has to kind of he enters that corner. So he's entering that corner like on like three lanes more inside than he normally does. So add that to the fact he can't see his breaking point as good, and then he accidentally kind of gets inside of a three-wide situation. Yeah, he screwed himself over big time. Um, so it's kind of insane that he made two really kind of huge mistakes in the same corner. Um, yeah. Back-to-back, basically. Like, Jesus. Yeah. On the on the race, I pick him to win because, of course, he does. Yeah. He finishes. That yeah, he, actually makes me mad. That actually makes me mad. That he, he run. Saw. He actually was running really consistently, and then he just does stupid s- stuff like that, and it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. He saw that you picked him, and he had to go. Let me forget to how that. to drive a race car. Okay. But yeah. So, <laughs> but, um, I hope Dixie so beats his ass. I do. <laughs> You're all on the beating ass train lately. I'm just love saying. To see it. Love to see it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Pato was just, as you said, just really driving over his head. And it was really out of character, don't you think? It wasn't out of character because for how I think he's been driving, like most of his career. But I think lately it's out of character. He's lately. kind of yeah, yeah. overcome it mostly. But now it's and hard to say if he has. I mean, he came into this race as the points leader. He has two second place finishes back to back. Really, like, why was he driving like this? Do you have a theory? I have a theory. I don't know if you know the reason for my theory, but I'm curious if you have a. Theory. I mean, he's running up front, um, early in the race, quite early in the mm-hmm. position you want to be in. I have no idea why he felt like he needed to drive mm-hmm. like this when he's literally probably a championship contender if he starts not doing stuff like this. Um, What's your theory? Please don't have anything so, to do with F1. It, it might. Oh, God. So, shut up. What? Zach Brown was in attendance. Oh, no. Daddy Zach Brown. So now when I pick McLaren cars, I got to make sure that Zach Brown's not going to the race. Got it. Cool. You got to check Zach Brown's schedule before you pick. So Daddy Zach Brown was I, I you don't need to say anything else Alex. Daddy Zach Brown was at the mm-hmm. race and Pato Award was like, "Oh, let me impress Daddy by wrecking Scott Dixon. That will make him really happy." Oh, let me go spin myself out into the corner. Oh no, I hit the tire barriers. Is that what happened? Oh, no. His little twink self. Oh god. So I think there might be something to that because why else would he be driving like over aggressive? There are other ways to impress trying, a man. Like there are plenty of ways to impress a we man. Would know. Pato. There are pl- let these yeah. two gay men tell you about the multitude of ways you can get a man on your side. Wrecking his so race car true. is not the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, I hate that. Oh no, my god. I do think it's I do think it's something to possibly consider. Like maybe he was trying to prove himself to Zach Brown at the Long Beach Grand Prix. I'm the right guy. I belong here. It's Long Beach. And then it just backfires. Like, I'm not sure. I can't speak for Pato. Maybe it's not. No, you're right. I don't know. I think 
He's Plato's <laughs> a great race car driver, and we've seen that. And this is just a weird one-off situation for him. Hopefully, but um, hopefully he can come back from this because and doesn't like overthink it or whatever. Because he's very capable of winning a championship. Yeah, and he's but, proved that. You know, he could have won. God, he should have a win soon. He needs to win soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be disappointing if. If we leave the month of May and he has no wins, that's a that's almost unacceptable for how he's running. You know what I mean? It's fair. Uh, that's he could have he could have won St. Pete, but had that little misfire issue. He could have won Texas, but you know that was just between him and he Joseph. just got beat. Yeah, it's fair getting yeah, beat, like, but it's like he maybe yeah. he wouldn't have won yesterday. But man, you take why'd you take yourself out, dude? Whatever. Like, um, he's now, let's talk about the championship now. He's now 15 points behind. He had the points lead. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of points in IndyCar. And yep. we talked about Scott Dixon. He finishes last. He's now 38 points back. Like, this all adds up yeah. long term. Because Will Power, last year, the most consistent guy last season, he had what? He was finishing top four, like, nearly every single week, right? Last year. Like, that's, what's gonna, to. that's what it's going to take. It doesn't matter yeah. if Joseph beats you on ovals because you fuck you finish third when he's finishing eleventh. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, a little rundown of the points we've kind of touched on here and there. But Erickson is the points leader. Otto Ward is fifteen back. Alex Pillow quietly in third. That was my pick for fantasy. He's nineteen back. He's having a quiet season, man. Very this quiet. is the year he wins the Indy Five Hundred, isn't it? Ooh, I could I could see I that. I could see it. Uh, Joseph Newgarden is 21 back. Kyle Kirkwood gained 14 positions in the standings. He's 36 back. I like and his Scott freckles. Scott Dixon is 38 back. You like his freckles? I like his freckles. They're cute. cute. I like him. They're, he's a handsome young lad. I like when he <laughs> runs IMSA. He has facial hair. He looks great. He should try keeping. He's got an alter, dude. I I apparently on the IndyCar website, they have like bullet points uh-huh. of their personality. They have on track stuff and then off track. Passionate and disciplined, Kirkwood is dedicated to his craft. He is constantly training and pushing himself to improve in all facets of life. Away from the racetrack, he enjoys deep sea fishing, diving, surfing, and golf. So he's a bit of an ocean person. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. He grew up in Florida. I just yeah. learned so much about this guy. And they have all these stats. Does NASCAR have this? This is crazy. That's cool. I'll have to look at that. This is actually not. I didn't know they have a, like all this. Cool this is, it's got cute. like a bar. Dude, shut up. It's got like a bar, like a circle graph, and it shows like it, uh-huh. the percentage of laps completed and the amount of those that he's led. Oh, oh. Cool. This is cool. Oh I'll have to look at that. Kudos mm-hmm. to IndyCar. That's cool. By the way, he got the pole, right? He did get the pole at Long Beach, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's... Ooh. He did. Hmm. Wow. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, again, kudos to Kyle Kirkwood. Um, But yeah, Long Beach. Um, That's really... I think that's all Solid race. talk about. I mean, let me just look at the finishing order again. But yeah, Grosjean, his his time's coming. Erickson, Herda with the night. You know, Andretti in general, they're definitely starting to get their stuff back together. I mean, you don't get three of the top four on accident. So that's that's good to yeah. see from them. Um, Rosenquist carrying the McLaren banner, which is interesting. Good um, finish for him. <laughs> yeah. 
he is, you know, quietly just, you know, chugging good finishes. Scott McLaughlin, quiet day-ish. Like, he was up in the top five a little bit. Um, it seems like, what, Texas, too. He started in the back, and it's like he's just kind of lagging behind a little bit. He, he's playing catch-up mm-hmm. the entire race. Um, he didn't really get a yeah. good qualifying effort at, uh, at what, yesterday, did it? Where did he start? Yeah, he started, he started ninth. ninth. Yeah. And Joseph started eight. Yeah, so he did. But Joseph got an amazing start. So yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, what there is this in the T, the test thing? That's in the T, isn't it? Yeah. We'll okay. Talk, we'll, we'll talk yeah, about that in a minute. That is in so, the T. Cool. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and take a break, and then we will talk about NASCAR at Martinsville, where we'll talk about another Kyle that I also find attractive winning the race. <laughs> <laughs> No freckles though. All right, <laughs> but he's got hey, he's got facial hair. You said you said he wanted. Mm, he does have that. Yeah, he traded the freckles for the facial hair. All right, we'll be back after this break. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Zach and Alex back here. We are now going to talk about NASCAR in Martinsville. Um, four hundred laps at Martinsville. They moved it back to a Sunday afternoon race. Just so it could just so it could conflict with IndyCar. That's the only reason they did it. <laughs> Um, you know, okay, so let's set the story up, because last year, Martinsville was a big flop with the next-gen car. They basically ruined it. It was the best track on the NASCAR schedule, and now it's one of the worst tracks on the NASCAR schedule, which is, I don't know how you do that. Um, that's insane. And so, the and, you know, with this new short track package that seemingly improved Phoenix, seemingly improved Richmond, it's like, okay... Let's see what Martinsville is. This is the true test. They failed. <laughs> I mean, yeah. obviously, we mostly focused on IndyCar. Like, I didn't, I watched the, you know, the beginning of the race and I watched the end of the race. I had not watched any of the middle because IndyCar was on. But from what I saw, from what I heard, um, and just watching even just the few battles at the end, it was pretty obvious, you know, how they were racing yesterday. But yeah. Kyle Larson finally conquers Martinsville with help from Daddy Cliff Daniels. I don't know why I said daddy. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, well, yeah, I know, but um, this is inappropriate. But Kyle Larson finally conquers Martinsville, and it's a, you know, we'll talk about we'll talk about the race in a minute. But huge deal for Larson because Martinsville is his worst track. He hates Martinsville. The one year he fainted at the autograph session, I'm pretty sure he was like, "Thank God." <laughs> Thank God. I wish they would take me out of here in a stretcher. Jesus. Oh my god. <laughs> Literally, like he hates yeah. Martinsville. It's one of his worst tracks. Not really sure why. It Martinsville is just one That's of those bizarre. One Martinsville is one of those places. Some drivers, like I think Matt Kenseth didn't really get it for a long time. Carl Edwards didn't really get it. Um, you know, it's just one of those tracks that you have to just I think because you, it's a very tough, you know, it's a very tough turn with the amount of braking required. So it requires a lot of precision and skill and you do it over and over. So if you really get that corner wrong, you lose a lot of time. Um, you know, there's nothing else like it on the schedule. Um, so yeah, right. I mean, it is a driver's track. Larson, he's been showing improvement there. I mean, what? The one, I think his last year full-time in the 42, he ran, like, top 10 there, which I'm like, that's a win. <laughs> that was 
that was a big moment for him to get a top 10 in Martinsville. Yeah. I do remember that. I remember that. Yeah, that was like, oh, that's a win. Like, Lord. Um, and, you know, last even and, last fall, he was contending for the win late in the five car. Yeah. So, you know, um, I don't know if you know, they they've been talking about how he's just he's always working on his craft and everything. And, you know, he's also surrounded at Hendrick. He's surrounded by, you know, Martinsville greats, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson. You know, the, the sim, he's on the sim. There's no way he's not getting help. Well, I guess not Jimmy Johnson, but he's definitely getting help from Jeff Gordon. Right. Like, right. So, you know, um, cool and to see, though. I want to give a sh- I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Amber Casafagas, for uh, predicting that Kyle Larson would win. We Whenever I do our race pick tweet, we ask you guys um, who you think will win. And Amber said Kyle Larson. Mm-hmm. And that was correct. When I read that, I was like, well, you can't count him out. But kind of bold for Martinsville, but I wouldn't have picked right. him. How do you pick no, him for I Martinsville? Well, that's crazy. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, he won that race off some strategy because I believe I don't even remember what happened. Because what he took two tires? Did, did he take two tires or did he stay out? Bestie, I was watching IndyCar. Yeah, that's what the, it was like. The caution with fifty to go. See, that's when I tuned in. I tuned in around 50 to go. I have no idea how so, he won that race. But it was I something don't. Cliff Daniels did on pit road. So, Slay. King. Good for yeah. him. Good for him. Cool. But yeah, it sounds like this race just wasn't that great. They had trouble passing just like last year. Apparently, it was a little better. But a lot of the drivers yeah. are like, well, if you told me nothing changed, I wouldn't have been able to tell a difference. I could. I would agree with you that if it was the same thing. Uh, Denny Hamlin, after the race said, quote, this is the new NASCAR. These cars just cannot pass. And he notes that although track position is important, you know, his point still stands like you you just can't pass. Yeah. Like you should be able to pass while track position still mattering. Frustrating. That the short tracks are basically not fun anymore. How, it used to be the reverse. It's And it's like, how do you mess up short tracks? They're the most least yeah. era dependent track on the schedule. And you mess it up. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's it's just sad. Because it's like, there's not much else they can do to these cards without completely redesigning it. And it just gets to the point mm-hmm. where it's like, did they overcomplicate this whole thing? Probably. I mean, did we... Well, remember, this car was designed to be a super speedway-like, you know, package everywhere. But it didn't end up working out like that, and the drivers were like, "This is terrible." So they ended up changing it, and it made the mile and a half good. Then somehow the short tracks bad. Somehow it made yeah. it good, but uh, it's like I because it's just the cars got too much grip, and Martinsville yeah. especially. If you mess up a corner, you just drop a gear. Like they need to mm-hmm. do something about the gear ratios. They need to. Do something with the t- the tires themselves give the cars a lot of grip. The way the tires are, like, um, it's just I don't know. It's really, what like what are really you supposed to do? Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Martinsville's going to be like this in it's, the fall. Yeah, and that it's such a shame because before, and this isn't. I mean, it is NASCAR's fault, but it's not like. It's not a dig at NASCAR. Like, I only watched IndyCar because I knew that Martinsville wouldn't be that good. And then when it finished, I turned on Indy or I turned on NASCAR. But it's just like, I'm not going to prioritize 
the product that I know is not going to be enjoyable to watch. Nope. It's just going to, you know, like I wasn't just going to turn it on just to get mad at Fox over something and just not just watch a parade, you know. And Martinsville, that is a track I want to go to someday, so I hope they figure this out. Yeah, not anytime because soon. I, I want to go when it's, like, good. So, yeah, I don't... What All do you think I'm they saying do, is... Well, why is the Xfinity series the best NASCAR series? Like, that's what because I'm... the cars are, like, good at driving. It's like a rhetorical question, but it's like... Those. Yeah, it's like... <sighs> I don't know why we had to overcomplicate the stock car. I think I'm just not a fan of the next-gen car because a lot of the things they added made sense. Like, the diffuser made sense to stabilize the air, but it obviously didn't do anything. Yeah. I feel like it just feels like it didn't do anything. Like, so it's like, what's the point? Now these cars are just so overcomplicated. They have way too much grip. They're shifting at, like, half the racetracks now. Like, and you know, at the mile and a half, even which were excellent last year, they're starting to, yeah. you know, Hendrick is, we knew this was going to happen. They're starting to find more advantages and they're starting, there's more dirty air. And the cars That's are all the same. Now. They're all equal. There's no yeah. advantages to even get anymore because you can't just build a faster right. race car. You just have what you have. Like, like we know. are, it's just evolving back into what we had. I'm just a boomer. Six, I think I'm a boomer. I think I'm literally a boomer with NASCAR because I I wish I could just go back 2008. Can we not even 2008? Can we go back to the the Gen Four with all current modern safety enhancements? You know, like ones that don't give concussions, and uh, just put that in the Gen Four and go from there. Like the Xfinity car. I just look at the Xfinity car and I'm like, this is almost the perfect stock car. You don't need anything else on it besides like maybe like. And that um, car, yeah. I believe, is mostly the Gen Five car, like the the COT, like that. Yeah, yes, it's like the end of that car. And yeah. then, oh God, why did we even make a Gen Six car? Why? Why are we? How did we get here? I just, I don't. I'm, I'm being. We're getting off topic, I guess. But it's just like, yeah, yeah. Martinsville's just kind of the. It keeps keying up for me that the next gen is just like ruining Martinsville is unacceptable. It's uh mm-hmm. it's a marquee track on the schedule. It's a track that everyone circles, that everyone pays yeah. attention to. This is and Hamlin's right, this is the new NASCAR. Ryan Priest. Ryan Priest led the first like hundred and thirty something laps. And then he got a speeding penalty, and then he was stuck in like twentieth because he couldn't pass people. So like which like I will say, the battle yeah. between Larson and Logano was good. It was fun. That's I with a tire that. difference, though. If mm. there is no tire difference, Logano wins that race. I guess, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Like it reminds me of that Kansas twenty twenty race where that awful one, Harvick, Harvick and Logano. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Harvick and Logano finish and. Harvick's right there behind Logano and just could not get around him because they were just so even and the dirty air was so bad where if you, you just couldn't pass. It just reminds me of that. 
with this car right now Got on it. the short tracks. I think it's what weird. I'm what I'm worried about with NASCAR is just the perception of NASCAR right now because and we'll talk about, you know, the ratings and stuff later. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> like or I will we? I don't know. Because like people are blaming the ratings like on Chase Elliott being gone. I think it's but more to back. do I think it's more to do just like I mean, honestly, I haven't been watching that much NASCAR this year. I've probably watched less NASCAR this year than I've ever had in my life. Because it's either I'd rather play video games, or I'd rather watch IndyCar, or I'd rather, like, you know? Like, it's just, if there's something Mm -hmm. else I could do, I'm like, I'd rather kind of do that, because NASCAR is just... Why do I want to watch Martinsville? Yeah. You know, Talladega next week, I mean, sure, but it's like, Talladega will be fine, Mm -hmm. but what happens when they wreck with three to go, and now I have to stay here for another hour? And then exactly none of this matters anyways because the play. It's just I'm. It's just add. Ugh. This Martinsville thing is just adding on to another layer of just why NASCAR sucks for me, and I don't like that because I love NASCAR. I like I liked watching Xfinity the other night. That was kind of fun. I thought that was a decent show. Why is mm-hmm. Xfinity your good NASCAR series when the Cup series sucks just because you built uh, an overcomplicated race car? With too many things going on with it that I don't know if you really needed. Because you were trying to make super speedway racing happen at Martinsville. So, um... Yeah. Like, why... But Zach, Zach, everything's great because Chase Elliott was back. With all these different different types of tracks, I think it's probably better Mm -hmm. if they they need to make a simpler car. You can't have a road course car that's also designed to be a super speedway car. And then you take it to a short track and it literally just like poops itself the most entertaining thing yeah. anyone ever did with the next gen car in martinsville was ride the wall so that's fun um but yeah chase elliott's back right. so everything's fine nascar's back nascar's great. great nothing's bad the race was great because chase elliott was in it he finished 10th um honestly yeah that's it cool cool i mean i, I don't care I literally don't care. There's no way. The whole... (laughs) People... The copium people are on. Trying to say that the ratings drop is because of Chase Elliott not being in the car. That is some actual copium. Well, Daytona 500 was down. Fontana was down. They've all... All races have been down. And it wasn't like... Chase Elliott was there at Daytona. He was there at Fontana. and And those races were down as well. So I think when the t- we get the TV ratings, it'll be interesting to see what it says. But it's not going to be not all 600,000 people who stopped watching this year are going to come back. You know, I don't think That's Chase Elliott got works. that many fans. I mean, yeah, he probably does. But like that many fans well, that are dumb enough yeah. to stop watching just because he's not in the race. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. Are people actually like that? That'll be That's interesting. Crazy. Well, would you stop? Would you not watch an IndyCar race? Like, for example, last year when Joseph had that injury and potentially might have missed the Indy Road Course, and Santina Ferrucci was called to be the replacement. Remember that? Yes. Would you have not watched that race? No, I would have Joseph still watched that it? race. I think about Me too. like I just think about all the races like. Like, when I was a kid, I would watch, you know, Xfinity and Trucks. I don't need Dale Jr. in them. I want to watch NASCAR. Right. Like, right. And, you know, 
I don't, I couldn't, I went, I mean, I watched Daytona trucks and Xfinity, but I just don't care about those series either. Like even Xfinity, if it's really good, I'm I like, who is Sammy it. Smith? That's me. When I watch Xfinity, yeah. who is Sammy Smith, dude? Like, who is this like, guy? <laughs> like, I do think there is an aspect there. Cause I don't know anyone in truck or Xfinity. Like I know lawless Allen in trucks. Oh yeah. <laughs> you that, know, lawless Allen. It. Like, you know, he's not competing for wins or anything. So it's like, I'm not really watching. Like, all my favorites from those series, like Harrison Burton, Austin Sendrick, they're all in Cup now. It's like, I think there is something there, but it's not the core reason, you know? Yeah, I don't know. And I think IndyCar, it just has the good product. Where it's like, I'm going to watch no matter and what. And that's not sustainable anyways for your fan base to be, like, clinging onto a driver. But that's not, it's not Absolutely. worth talking about it because there's no way that's that was the case. No, way no, I do case. think there. I do think that's something that could be part of it, but that's not the thing. Yeah, I think it has to do with a lot of things we talked about before. Like it's just yeah, but the, a lot the, of issues in NASCAR. Right I now. think it was cringy though. Um, I don't know if this is a flop, but I will give this cringe of the week the commercials okay. for Chase Elliott coming back. That was cringe. Yeah, I I, I think when I saw one. when I saw the graphic. I'm like, yeah. that's a little much, but fine. Yeah, that's fine. The commercials on like everywhere. Like, when did I first started seeing them? I don't remember where I first started like seeing the day, them. The day they announced it. Well, because I don't watch TV during the week, but I saw it like, I feel like it was Friday or something. I guess I was watching trucks or something. I don't know. Before we started recording, I was watching a YouTube video and I got an ad. That says Chase Elliott is back in the car and Martinsville? for Talladega. Oh, for ta- Wait, are you serious? For ta- for Talladega, yes. Oh, so I think they're gonna do this every week because it's like, hey, I know you stopped watching because he left. It's like, you know, like I, at I this know. point, I'd we rather they for a while. I'd yeah. rather they who got hurt at Talladega. I'd rather they use literally somebody flipping down Talladega's front stretch at this point for the commercial. Well, they're gonna do that too. It's more bearable. That's in there too. Probably Chase Elliott's back, and he's like walking in front of like a green screen. And it's just all these cars crashing around. <laughs> what are we doing? That's probably literally an ad. I just um, we've talked about that for. It's just so cringe for a while. It's really weird though. Yeah, it's just it is weird. Um, I do want to point two more things, and then we're going to talk about rain tires. Uh, Stuart Haas Racing had a solid day, actually. Priest won pole. They he were one two laps. in stage one, and then one two in stage two. All four drivers yeah. had top two stage finishes. Like insane. Like Almarola even Eric Almarola even was up there a lot, and Kevin Harvick led a lot of laps. I yep. I read, and he had a tire issue, I believe. And then Chase Briscoe led a ton of laps as well. Just didn't get the win, but they were up there. Yeah, that's pretty good for them. That is really good for them. Um, and they need this. They, they don't run like this every week. Uh, no, they don't. You know, Ryan four does, but the rest the four does right. But the fourteen, you know, the fourteen, the ten, the forty-one. They definitely don't run like this every week, and. You know, you have yeah. to make the most of these opportunities, especially when you're a team. Unfortunately, a team like SHR, where they're one of the more B level, C level teams at this point, which is kind of embarrassing. But I mean, right? He, you know, Priest had a chance to make the playoffs if you know he just 
literally they can't pass you you just stay up front you and you blow that because of a speeding penalty like that just sucks that really right, sucks. but he didn't he also didn't get the opportunity to recover from that either because he couldn't pass well yeah but yeah you put yourself in that situation there's that no, was another sure. forced error for sure. yeah like i'm i'm sorry but that's a you know i'm going to give a criticism to that because at a race like that anything that loses you track position not not the optimal strategy or risking yeah. that i guess with pit road um pit road speeding so oh and also todd gilland by the way doing really well in that 38 car and he lost a cylinder late in the race but he was running top 10 i like again. the second bullet i mean feel like he's he's been doing that quite a bit and yeah the second bullet point i have here could he be a candidate to replace kevin harvick in the four car next year what do you think zach front row motorsports does not appreciate him at all obviously yeah he will not be in that he won't be so, driving for them at Talladega. Well, I heard he's going to be in, like, a related car. Oh, is he going to be, like, in the 36? That's what I heard. I didn't think, but I heard that from the teardown this morning. And I'm like, what? Okay. I, th- I thought he was going to be, like, in a Rick Ware That's car, what I thought, what too, I but apparently not. Okay. Like, well, it's going to be one of the two. He won't be in his main I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. It's still unfair for him. Yeah. Yeah. But... Quite honestly, Zach, I think he would be a candidate. I don't know if he will get it. I honestly think he might get... uh, Zane Smith might get picked over him, quite honestly. But, again, but, you know, he's running way better than that car probably should be running. He's young. I think he has a great personality as well. Yeah. Okay. I think he'd be deserving of that. So, what happened is, for all the events... So, okay. Front Row Motorsports... Kicks Todd Gillen out of the 38 for a few races this season, and they put Zane Smith in. Todd Gilliland found a found is going to drive the 15 car in all of those races, except for this spring Talladega race. So because Todd couldn't, oh, he couldn't drive the 15. I guess someone else was already in it. I don't know who. Maybe uh, uh-huh. I don't know who would be in it this weekend. I don't know, but I don't know. Apparently. I guess Front Row Motorsports felt bad, so they let him still race for the team, but in the different car with a different pit crew. And that's so goofy. So oh, that's so sad. Why is Zane? Sm- I guess. I I mean, it costs money to run a third team. I get that, but also, like, why couldn't you just? Put but why Zane don't they just keep him in? Why don't they keep him with his team? Well, because because this wasn't planned. Like they kicked him out of this race for a reason. Like they or they kicked well, I him, know, but or like they kicked him he's out. He's going to run it for you anyway. Just keep him in the same team and number. Yeah, it's so weird. I think it's so Zane he's be away from his regular team. Yeah, I guess it's just because like Zane's already got like the deal lined up to run the thirty-eight with that crew. I guess that sponsor even maybe it was a sponsor thing too. I don't know, but yeah, it is a little. And dumb. by the way, I don't, I don't know this for sure, but I wonder if it isn't Riley Herbst in the fifteen. It must that be. Car at Daytona. Then it must be Riley Herbst. I. It must be. It has to be. Then. Um, that, that that would make sense. We're gonna. Have, how many monster cars are we gonna have in this race? <laughs> he might be Sunny D. That's who sponsored him at Daytona. Oh, Slay. Yeah. Great orange car. Nice. Um. Before we talk about rain tires, Zach. Wet weather tires. How do they fix Martinsville. Wet weather tires. That's how they fix Martinsville. Well, okay, no, that's what they're called. 
They're not called rain tires. They're called wet weather tires. Oh, because okay. they don't run them before in the rain. Before we talk about before we talk about wet weather tires, Zach, how do they fix Martinsville? Well, you put a tweet out. There's. I was waiting for you to bring it up. There's two solutions. Okay. Okay. Um, I'd like to hear it. Mother Nature makes it rain. And we run on our wet weather tires, except not really, because apparently they're not actually for wet weather. They're for 10 minutes of when the track is almost dry, but not really. Um, But the actual thing... Okay, I'm cooking. You cannot say I'm wrong on this. If if they Uh covered Martinsville in dirt this weekend, that would have been a much better race than what we saw on Sunday. It it probably would have been better. Bristol dirt... (laughs) Bristol Dirt oh, no. was one of the best best races of the the whole season, actually. I agree. That, yeah, right. Isn't that scary? Yeah. Why that is it's very sad? Yes. Why? 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 Oh. How did you mess up Martinsville? But then you put dirt on a track, and it's a good show. What are we doing? I. Listen, I'm more. So, I would. Go, I, I'm more sold on Martinsville if they cover it with dirt at this point. Literally, which is so sad. It's very sad. I don't advocate for that at all. I want to see However, a good Martinsville race. You're not. You're not wrong that with the current package and everything, that that would be a better race. Well, then they, the cushion can build up, and then Ross Chastain can ride that. Yeah. He can ride the cushion. Then he can do the Hail Melon. Yeah. Yeah. Legally. They could actually probably just build up dirt banking themselves up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be great. God. Dirt Martinsville. We're just going to have all the short tracks. We're just going to have a dirt variant. Yeah. But the longer we stay with this car. Um... Anyway, wet weather tires. Um, yeah, they ran I them in the this truck did not race. go well for the truck. Yeah, because like they still had to dry the track for some reason. Like it was too wet. So from my understanding, these tires were for when it wasn't raining, mm-hmm. but the track was still wet. That's from that's my so understanding. Creepy. And that's what you do at road courses. Like, so so they put all this money into these just to use them for like ten minutes. I guess. Because someone on Twitter said it was like, okay. oh, it's for when the track is 80 to 90% dry. What's the point, bro? I'd rather just so, spend those 20 minutes playing Splatoon for them to dry so, the track that 10% or 20%. So basically, it's so the TV can get off the air 20 minutes earlier. That's basically what I'm hearing. I mean, it's just so dumb. So they started the race, and the race ended under rain anyways. But it's like, if you're going to make wet weather tires actually... Why are we not racing in... Wait. Because they have windshield wipers on the cars. Or they have them ready for the cars yeah. on the we- on these weekends. So it's like... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We need to just race in the rain on Martinsville. I don't care if it's a cluster F at this point. Because it's better than what we saw Sunday. It- and I know when they do have a cluster F race. I'm like, I'd rather just see a normal boring race. But come on, dude. Just race in the rain. It is 2023. Right. You cannot be... If you have a chance to not have a rain-delayed race, I think you need to take it. It's fair. You have to take it at this point. You have to try. Yeah, I, I didn't watch this at all, so I don't know what happened, but that wet weather tires. Have they always called them that? 
They've so. just started because these remember these are new. Yeah, they are new for the for the because they call them rain the tires. Tracks. They call them rain tires for road yeah. courses because they can run them in the rain. Okay. So that the so that the dumbasses like us don't get confused, they call them wet weather tires for the short tracks. Oh, NASCAR. Only NASCAR, honestly. Yep. Anyway, shall we get into the well, tea? Apparently, though, here's some tea for you. Apparently, they had a lot of good tire wear because they have treads in them. Oh, well, that's good. So here's how you make Martinsville better. better. Oh, okay. Treaded tires. For the dry, the slicks. Well, I guess they wouldn't be slicks, but for the dry tires, make put the treads in them. F1 used to have treaded dry tires. It reduces the grip, which in it, um, it makes. I think it makes wear. Um, I think it makes wear more. Uh, what's it called? I think it just introduces more tire wear. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm gay. I don't know. Um. Yeah, we're gay. We don't know how to do this. But I mean, that, um, that might be something they could look mm-hmm. into. That's something that doesn't change the car. I mean, God, I don't know. It, hey, if you make make these cars, because listen, how do you reduce the grip on these cars? Because these cars have way too much grip in the corners. How do you how do you re- reduce the grip? Start where the the car touches the track, the tires. I don't know. Fair enough. I'm gay. We should test that out, Zach. They should test that out. Just like IndyCar is going to be testing the Indianapolis Motor Speedway this week. And you can watch it on Peacock. They're going to be testing at IMS Thursday That's and so Friday. Cool. That's so cool how they stream that. I know. I'm so excited. It's like, you know, like how they do, like when Juan Pablo Montoya would come back and they do like refresher tests. It's like, it's that day. It's the day where the refresher test is going to be happening and just general testing and the rookie orientation, all that stuff. This isn't the one like, um, wait, no, it is. This is, this is the one where like everyone's there, right? Basically. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Be. So it is the one I remember watching it last year. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I believe so. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I have, I'm, I've cleared out my calendar for Thursday, Friday. I'm pumped for that. Nice. Yeah. So make sure you watch that on Peacock. And another thing that happened this weekend, another race, was NHRA. I don't know if you saw this, Zach. Tony Stewart is now a winner in NHRA. He got the win in Las Vegas in top top alcohol drag store. Nice. Very cool. So now he can pay for all the 30th place finishes his NASCAR team's getting. (laughs) Well, they did just run decent this weekend. They didn't finish decent. Chase Briscoe finished top fair, five, and fair, I think that fair. was it. So, <laughs> yeah. so next thing in the tea, um, I had a fun experience uh, last week Tuesday. I went to High Limit Sprint Cars at Lakeside Speedway, a dirt That's a track tough in name. Kansas City. That's a tough name. Yeah, I like it. Uh, it was co-founded by Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet, the reigning World of Outlaws champion. Yep, and. I got invited by a classmate of mine and I didn't know this was happening at all. So I was like, oh, okay, sure. Like I didn't think anything of it really. I was like, yeah, dirt race. That'd be fun. I like dirt racing. And then the entry list came out and it had Casey Kane, Kyle Larson and Alex Bowman on it. And then I got pumped. That is literally your brand. Name three drivers. My brand. Name three right? NASCAR drivers that you like more 
Ryan Blaney. That's it. Ryan Ryan Blaney. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Ryan Blaney, where were you? Where were you, Ryan? And <laughs> I was I was told like, hey, we're gonna get pit passes. And I was like, I am determined to meet Casey Kane. Yeah. Because if you don't know me that well, Casey Kane was like my childhood favorite driver growing up. So I was like, I'm meeting Casey Kane. That I'm going to make that happen. And I did. Um <laughs> You met all of them. I I met all of them. I met Kane, Larson, and Bowman. Um, Sheldon Creed. So cool. And yes, I met Vince Welch. <laughs> Vince Welch was there. Why was he there? Uh, was Vince, he just chilling? Vince, was he working? Like what was he Vince doing? Welch, Vince Welch and Dylan Welch are the co-commentators for High Limit. That's Spring a sleigh. So he got to yeah. and a slide job up the yeah. racetrack. Yes. <laughs> yes. Kyle. Yeah, like he was on the Kyle back. Larson. Alex Bowman. <laughs> Your impression is like spot on. That's amazing. Welcome um, to High Limits Sprint. S- okay, sorry, I'm going to stop. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so after I met, I think Bowman, right after I met Bowman, Vince Welch was just standing there and the guys I was with, Lane and Logan, they were like, oh my gosh. That's Vince. And I'm like, who? I, I did who? not know Vince Welch was going to be there. You're I, they're like, I gagged. And they were like, I gagged. They're like Vince Welch. And I was like, oh, Vince okay. Welch. It, um, truck series so commentator we, for three years. Vince Welch. And we walked over to him, just had a conversation, like three minutes. Really nice guy. Love him. Slay of the week to Vince Welch. I miss him. To be Slay. honest with you. I make fun Great of him because I love him. Other people I make fun of because I don't like them. I make fun of him because like I love him. Vince Welch is truly like a voice of Do you know how much I want to cry thinking about, oh my god, I miss his voice on the truck broadcast. The truck... We need you to just Here's the in. thing. The like, truck broadcast became much less entertaining without Vince Welch. Don't you agree? I, I would agree. I don't... The truck race was not good for trucks. Doesn't Jamie Little do play-by-play now? Yeah. She ain't yeah. given. And... Man, Vince is so such a nice guy. But um, but yeah, I got to meet all those guys and meeting Casey Kane. I stood outside of his hauler for like thirty minutes because again, I was determined. I saw him in this hauler. This is a little creepy, maybe. And I knew they were all going to a driver's meeting. You were the girls. I'm just standing there. You're the girls from those. I was one of the girls. You were one of the girls. Yeah. Casey. I need to look at um, those commercials. Those were great. I want to when okay when the gay racing podcast expands, we need to like reenact mm-hmm. those commercials, and we're we're just yes. gay men, and it's for like I don't know like Joseph. We'll have yes. to pay Joseph, oh, and I we mean, reenact those commercials for a day. I think Joseph would help us do it. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. I think he would do it. <laughs> Um, I'll gas him up, dude. But I think he would. Like, come on, he's yeah. he's a fun guy. God, no. Um, I did meet Casey Kane, and I I didn't get to say a lot. I knew he was rushing over the drivers' meeting, but my know, man, cool. he looks so like grown. He does. He look. He aged. He looks the same. So he looks well. the same, but he aged so well. He's aged um, so I have well. Pic- all pictures. I have all my pictures with them and Vince. Top five. Uh, on my Twitter and Instagram. Top five aged race car drivers. Casey Kane is up there. Um, Definitely. 
Martin Truex is kind of aging well, to be honest. Fair. But you know what I but, mean? Um, yeah. 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 But um, yeah, if you want to see pictures that I took with them, they're all on my Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Um, overall, though, this was an awesome night. And was the I got racing to, like, good? Walk around the whole pit garage and everything. And the racing was honestly really good. Um, Giovanni Skelzi ended up winning the race. That, He's like 21. That's an insane. World of name. Outlaws rookie. Yeah, they call him Geo Skelzi. It's such a cool name. And uh, at the after the race, we ended up going down by the catch fence and I got a cool video of him celebrating put that on my Twitter as well um just really such a fun experience um yeah and the track was mostly like on the bottom all night and they ended up re-prepping it a bit and uh, Rico Abreu was there and he was really hauling ass on the top and man I thought Rico Abreu was going to win that race but then he ended up cutting a tire and I was like man poor Rico but uh yeah, I had a lot of fun. Uh, thanks to Lane and Logan for inviting me. Like, that was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had the night of my life. So that was so cool. Cool. Was that your classmate that invited yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Is he on Twitter? Yeah. Hurricane Lane 22, if you guys want to follow oh, Lane. I will. Yeah. Cool. And uh, his brother's Logan Mayo, if you want to follow both of them. Who's Lo- who that? So. That's his brother. Who? But who's his? Who's what? What's he done? <laughs> what? Oh, what? What? What did they do? What did they do? Um, Does he have a podcast? I, I <laughs> they actually do help out with the podcast. Actually, now that you mention it, they Lane. did. They did ask me to shout them out because I have the podcast. What's his name? The hurricane. Hurricane Lane. Hurricane Lane Twenty Two is Lane. Okay, hold on. I wasn't prepped for this, Zach. It's okay. I'm looking up <laughs> this man. Um, Hurricane Lane. I got I got a Dennis Lane. Okay. What the hell? So oh, there he they is. help out with Dune Witch on Dirt, which is a podcast. It's about dirt racing. Uh, they help out with that. Go check that out. <gasps> it's about dirt racing in the Carolinas. And uh, they were covering this race for them. Dude, breaking... T- Wait. Oh, never mind. But breaking tea. Sorry, breaking mm-hmm. tea. Um, Alex, Alpha yes. Prime Racing in the Xfinity series, the number forty three car, Ryan Ellis is running a Canes sponsored race car. I saw that. I'm very excited. Breaking tea. Oh my gosh. Okay. This anyway to kind of close up the little high limit racing thing. We kind of got sidetracked. Every which way. But yeah, thanks to those guys for inviting me. I had a lot of fun. Casey Kane. Loved meeting him. Dream come true. Uh, let's talk about IMSA. Shall we talk about IMSA really quick, yeah. Zach? IMSA at Long Beach. Penske Porsche got their very first win in GTP with Nick Tandy and Matthew Jamine. And apparently, Penske Porsches did not take tires. Like the at entire all? race? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. They got more tire wear issues and than NASCAR does. Lord have mercy. But it made it so Ricky Taylor in the 10 had to chase him down and ended up getting around the other Penske Porsche, got up to second, got all the way up to the leading Penske Porsche on the fresher tires, only to crash it while making the winning pass, 
crashed it, it went right into the tire barriers. And man, that is such a shame. Pato Award must have been Taylor. driving that car. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Penske Porsche got the win. God. And uh, Sebastian Bourdais crashed in the first corner of the race, by the way, in one of the Ganassi cars. Oh, I saw that. And, yeah, uh, I did that, see that. That's that in- crazy. That involved the Meyer Shank 60 car. And by the way, Scott McLaughlin was in the booth for this, apparently. I watched the highlights. I was busy during the race. And uh, I watched the highlights. Scott McLaughlin was in the booth. He sounded wow. really like a natural up there. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, that's all the tea. Raising canes, though, that is very cool. Yeah. Um, first time in NASCAR, I believe. Um, anything else you'd like to add before we go into fantasy, Zach? Not really, but um, I wish I watched more of them, though. I didn't. We, yeah, I don't even know I, what I was doing Saturday. I, yeah, I was out. I was busy. Yeah. So. We, we have stuff. Okay. We were, we're busy, gentlemen. Um, we're busy boys. Gay racing... <sighs> Gay Racing Podcast Fantasy. Alex got the point at Long Beach because he picked Alex Polo, who finished fifth like a normal race car driver. I picked Polo Award, who, as before mentioned, finished 17th because he forgot how to drive a race car. But then I picked Martin Truex at Martinsville. He finished third, which was sexy. Christopher Bell. At one point... At one point, At one he was thirtieth. Well, guess what? He finished third. <laughs> one point, Pato Award was third. But you know what he did? True. He crapped himself in turn five or whatever turn it was. So you know, that's okay. It's okay. You have five points and I have zero points in IndyCar. It's fine. Yeah, it's that's fine. True. You'd still have no points in IndyCar. It's fine. So even if you win, you're still two points behind. I love this. Uh, I'm having so much fun. Yay me! You sound like you're having a blast. <laughs> Yay you! Uh, well, oh my gosh. I'm clawing so, back my lead for NASCAR. I'm clawing it back. Trying to. Are. And it is now 6-5. to five. I have a one-point lead over you in NASCAR. We're heading to Talladega. Do you have a pick ready for NASCAR? Oh, Bestie, I have my pick for the win. The win. Oh, I you? almost oh. picked. I almost picked my. I almost picked the winner last year. I believe I picked the. Didn't I pick the winner the year before, twenty twenty one? You did. You pick. You picked Kozlowski, and you that was a winner. Oh really? Okay. He mm-hmm. did win in the two car, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yes. All right. Okay. Why I got my pick locked and loaded? You ready? All right. All right. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Oh wow. That was okay. my so okay. I'm loading it back up with Brad Kislowski. Get me that win at Talladega. Guess who else I was thinking about picking, Alex? The guy you was picked, it Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney, who has the best average finish at Super Speedways of active drivers, I think. Yep. So yeah, it, um, it seems about time for Blaney to get a win, and it'll probably be at Talladega. That's where his wins usually come at. Um, so that's. So yeah. replace that sentence, replace Ryan Blaney with Brad Kozlowski, and that's my reasoning. It's about mm. time he got a win. Probably yeah. will be at Talladega. Isn't that storybook too? I mean, Talladega is a big place for Brad Kozlowski. He's gotten so many big wins there. It is. It's a, I think, and I think it's time. I think because he got so close at Atlanta, I'm like, yeah, it's it's now. Um, him and Chris yeah. Buescher have been working really well together. Um, Fords in general. 
Um, Joey's going to mess something up. He's going to cause a wreck or something. Uh, you know, Blaney's going to get caught up in it. That's my reasoning. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Cool. But Joey, I mean, Both hey, going forwards in turn, you know, Pen- Joey's really been carrying the, the Penske banner lately with his win at Atlanta ran up front mm-hmm. or at, ran up front at the end at Martinsville. He's really carrying won the championship. Penske. Yeah. Um, Blaney and Cindric, they have so much work to do, and it doesn't really matter if they're running up front at um Yeah. And here's the thing too, I think Ryan Blaney, it's gonna be hard for him to win because I feel like again he's always playing second fiddle to his teammates. It seems like. Brad though, mm-hmm. he's winning that race if he's got the chance. Um We'll ho- see. Hopefully him and TJ Majors, you know, they're on their A game this Sunday, which I think they will be. So give me a win. I okay. want those three points. I want that lead back. And then Barber, I'm cooking for Barber. I'm cooking. You're cooking. You're working on it. I am actually probably going to have to start doing research just to beat you. Like, I, it's IndyCard fantasy is literally insane for me. You did tell me that you were going to do a randomizer. And I told you I hoped you got, like, yeah. Santino Ferrucci or something. There's no way I'm doing that. But I'm just so frustrated with IndyCard fantasy. I think it's a it's, great idea. It's just, like, how do I pick literally one of the best drivers of the season so far, and he goes out and just and I like, let you wrecks, have him. He wrecks twice in the same corner, or he causes an incident twice in the same corner. What are we doing, Pato? I know. Whatever. Uh, but I'll worry about Barber next week. Talladega should be a good race. Um, hopefully, you know, obviously safe. But I've been very impressed. Heck, Daytona 500 besides overtime was one of the better races this year. So hopefully, we get another. I'm good actually show. looking forward to it. It's it. kind of crazy that we're looking forward to Talladega, but it should be good. Um, yeah. Xfinity will also be there this weekend. Um, they'll probably have a a race. <laughs> they will. They will for sure have a race. Mm. But yeah. Um. Think that's it from us. Um. But yeah. So yep. thank you guys so much for listening to the to today's episode talking about Long Beach and Martinsville. We are going to wrap it up here. So. If you want to follow us um, on Twitter, we are at Gay Racing Pod to kind of catch up with anything to catch up with fantasy to see what we picked on race day. Um, any new kind of things if we randomly paint, play Mario Kart one night. Um, any other updates like we that? Should do that. Yeah, soon. Um, follow me on Twitter at DreamyZachGP for more great ideas like putting dirt on Martinsville. Follow Alex at New Gaiden for the latest pictures of Casey Kane, Kyle Larson, and Alex Bowman, and Vince Welch. So so um, leave us a rating on Spotify and or leave, what an Instagram. What did you Why type? Did I say that? That? <laughs> Sorry. So you Alex, didn't mention it, but he, follow the follow the podcast on Instagram as well at Gay Racing Pod. Alex uh, stab, leave us a rating me. on Spotify and. <laughs> Apple, not Instagram. Leave us a rating on Spotify and Apple. I had the script wrong for Zach. You so sabotage me. It's not fair. <laughs> the heck? Whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, if you leave us a rating, it helps us out. Really, yeah. it really does. But yeah, thank you guys so much for the support on the podcast lately. We really appreciate it. We are growing. There's a lot of new people coming, telling us that they're watching or listening. What? Watching soon. Um. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, when Zach gets better internet, yeah. watching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we will see you guys next week to talk about Talladega. Um, yeah, we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. We're less weird.